Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Might as well let that one ring out for the full four minutes, Lakey. How about it? The Cowboys on the you. up. Somebody, you're on the up, mate. How excited are you? Jesus. I couldn't even watch the game out. I was sat there at a dinner, family dinner, and I've had the um, the scores coming in thick and fast on the updates, flicking the um, refresh button left, right, and center. And then all of a sudden I see 28 to 6 at half time, thinking, how good's this? You're messaging me saying, how good's this? Everyone else is saying, how good's this? And I just said, wait. Give it five, five minutes, Look, ten minutes. It's ever like, the realist, let's say. Not not pessimist, the realist. And uh, you almost threw it away, but Jesus, hang on. In an absolute nail-biter of the back end. Oh, I couldn't believe it, mate. I saw 28-24, but then it, it wasn't a try, and then you were getting in your car at the same time, and you heard it was a try, and then it wasn't a try, and then we scored, and it was all happening. <laughs> we clung on by the barest of margin against fellow Premiership heavyweights, the Tigers. So what a Sunday, Arvo, hey? Why not bring back the uh, JT Roundup pod on such a high note? I don't think I've heard you so chipper all year. This is good to hear. <laughs> <laughs> so good, mate. Uh, how was your weekend anyway? I had a um, less chipper of a message from you on Saturday after going down to the Gold Coast? Yes, 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 yes. I had a r- bit of a rubbish afternoon. Um, I don't know if anybody else out there went down to the game, but the traffic down there was woeful. I left with plenty of time and got hit with a 40-minute delay on the, on the motorway. Um, so I walked into the game just to see Fafita score his first try, which was nice. Um, we're mm. down. We're down eighteen six at that point, but uh, and things didn't get much better. But as I've said to everybody, everyone's given me a bit of a, a lull or a pat on the shoulder and a you know salty commiserations. But better luck next week, champ. I I got to watch some live footy again, mate. I'm not going to complain about that. Mm. It was brilliant. Had the kids in tow? No, nah, nowhere to be seen. That was the best part. Dumped them and had the afternoon with just the missus. Oh wow! How romantic! How hey? oh, nice vlogging. Absolutely, we we're pumped, and we got a nice little hat because we we're sitting in the sun, and got to to show off our knights' um, allegiances in an absolute one-sided affair. It was brilliant. Oh, can only have gotten better down there on the Gold Coast, mate. If you've ditched the kids for the night and on the GC, surely uh, things were looking on the up there. I mean, your boy Ponga was back. That was a, that was a bright light. Yeah, he was, and. Um, I became a speed bump at stages throughout the game, but I thought he played pretty well, largely. Uh, he was trying to do a lot of it on his own. I was talking uh, up Mitch Barnett at stages throughout the game too, only to be fed the feedback from the misses that uh, he didn't impress me all that much, Leggy. 
And I went, oh, oh right, wow, Torino. Yeah, she just served him. Liked his arm sleeve tattoo and his buffness, but the game itself didn't really impress her. So I was like, all right. Well, that doesn't translate to super coach scores, mate. And I mean, that's what we're about here. So he did pretty awfully, and that sleeve tattoo did nothing. Exactly right. Well, it did something, I'll tell you that. <laughs> did. Certainly did, mate. And anyhow, we're here to speak Supercoach. It's a big, big week in, in that game. Anyway, round five, um, pretty massive scores. I was coming into this round, or this day, I should say, um, pretty confident. I was sitting about 1,100 with three players to go, and those players were Roberts, Laurie, and Fergo. And I've basically ruined them all. How are you faring? I've sat on 1,200 now, pretty lacklustre end, but how are you going? I finished on 1,190, and I've got a huge bone to pick with you. I messaged mm. you this afternoon and said, mm. listen, I'm toying up with dropping little for Jet, and you said, we leak points in a big way. Right, Jet it is. What happened? I've lost 60 points somewhere. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> I've psyched you out, mate. Maybe yeah. I went Jet as well. I'm only telling you what I would have told myself. Oh, you threw uh, me an absolute spanner. Uh, why don't we just start with that, actually, because flopper of the week, uh, without question, has to be James Roberts, right? And everything, uh, even for the Tigers, the team themselves, but James Roberts, they scored 30 points. He scored 12 in Supercoach. It was unreal. Like, I'm, I'm you know, sort of sat there watching the final 10 minutes of that game, nervous wreck, and I'm watching James Roberts just awful. And if that's what he was like for the final 10, geez, no wonder how horribly he scored in this game here. So, flopper of the week, is there any doubt? No, not at all. And so I was listening to the um, game on the radio on the way back from a mate's place and it's they went right to score a try when Nofo scored and they cut out three players. So like Joe, the Jet was just watching everything by the sound mm. of the things. And, and even when he wasn't watching, he was trying to get involved, he was screwing up plays. He cost Nofo another try. So. Mm. Not a great outing. He'll be very top on the list of trade-out targets for this coming week because, I mean, if you can't turn it on against our boys, um, as poor as we are in defense, look at that, 30 points, and he's scoring nothing. Um, just really does not bode well for his time in the Tigers there. Cost him a crucial uh, try as well with an obstruction call as well. So it just was not good. Not a good outing for him. But speaking of good outings, mate, rocker of the week. We love rocking the footy here on the Supercoach Talk Rap Yeah, podcast. that's, that's- that's dope. <laughs> uh, who do you reckon, mate? One name? Uh, yeah, Ryan Pappenhausen, is it? Please. <laughs> uh, mate, you looped that bloke. Uh, it's your boy, David Fafida. I know. Uh, the- Jesus, that was a tough watch. Chief Destroy himself, 143 he upgraded to. Uh, how did it feel sitting there and watching that? How did he look live? Very conflicting, I tell you what. That's watching your a superstar super coach player destroy your real-time team is... Just about as conflicting as it gets. It was was a very strange afternoon, I tell you that much. So I was cheering internally and then crying on the outside. Mm. Yeah, but he's um, um, he's dangerous. Reminds me of VK watching, uh, was it Osaka a couple of years ago? Yeah, uh, that's right. That's right. Mm. Jet Jet burnt down the outside and set up Osaka for the game winner. Suncorp exploded and VK was... (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) 
<laughs> he exploded at uh, he exploded at honeybees a little while later into the night. But um, yeah, that's a, that's a different story. But wow, it was a it was a massive effort from Fafita. I thought coming into the year he might take a little while to settle in, but um, he's really putting a lot of egg on our faces. And I, I don't know about you, but I went the well, you obviously didn't, but I went the Tino option at the start of the year and uh, no, four went. Fafita. Oh, you did? So you've traded yeah. him in recently. No, no, no. I've got Tino. I had Tino from the start. And oh, yeah, both as well. Um, but yeah, it's it's proven fruitful um, or in Tino's case, a bit of a roller coaster. 45 break even Fafita had this week coming in. So he scored over or almost 100 over that. So he is currently 685k. So by the time this podcast, um, you might get it into ears tomorrow, he could be almost 730, 740 kind of mark there yeah. and climbing. Yep. And I say I know a lot of people this week were trying to get him in, but just couldn't afford him, so I had to go a different route. And yeah, he's not going to be any more accessible next week either. No, and that's a horrible thing. I think for those like me that haven't got him in, I think we're just going to have to um, overlook him and move elsewhere. At least he's going to play Origin. He won't play bye weeks. That's the only solace I've got so far. Mate, shocker of the week. I mean, the, the Rocker, there was a fair few candidates there. As you mentioned, Pappy, he was pretty good as well. But shocker of the week, normally it's a guy that scores out of nowhere and we just think, hey, how good is this bloke? Maybe we should uh, keep an eye out for him. And they inevitably go pretty bad the next week. But uh, shocker of the week, I think we can't go. Uh, without Jason Saab in that role this week. 40 yeah. points. 43, 45. I think it was. Oh, whoa, geez, steady on. 45 from the Saabster. Did you up. see that try? Uh, yeah, Jesus. He just left it. Who was he running past? He just made him look like he was standing Mamalo. Mamalo, yeah. It was a freakish effort, yeah. But it's say it just really goes to speak about his quality when his biggest value on the field is running in a straight line um, and he hasn't pretty much done anything else. He put the ball down. He, he did well. What was that? Probably about <laughs> 20 points out of his 40 all night. So I think with goes without saying, anyone that held on to the Sabster is well and truly cheering after that effort there. But should I think he just missed his break even. I think he was about 47. So he was a couple of points off that. But surely with that, that just sparks him into, into life in the second half of the season. So big things coming up for the Sabster here. I'm, I'm backing him in. Finally, mate, to cap off the round before we go the game by game, injuries and suspensions, this list is pretty light on, I've got to say, and it's a welcome sight. It's been the first uh, time I've done a rap podcast for a while here, but injuries, let's go through them. Uh, The Hammer today, he had a nasty little ankle sprain late in the game there. He went off the field. TBA for him. Your boy Chris Randall, he started at the lock position. So it was funny, Gil, um, we were on the golf course before this game happened, your Knights and his Titans, and he was saying how ironic it is that Connor Watson is invariably named at lock and then pushed to the bench for for Suasa Su. I thought the exact same thing. (laughs) Watson in at 5'8 this week, Suasa Su at lock, and Su gets benched for Randall. Yeah, that's disgusting. And then Randall went and got hurt. So. Oh, well, let's say hopefully when the troops return this week, I think Bradman Best is back this week and Kurt Mann and, and uh, Saifidi too, that um, it'll push Connor back into the starting 13 and he can maybe stay there even. Oh, that would be lovely, mate. For the Broncos, poor Benny Teo. He's in the twilight of his career and it doesn't look like it may last too much longer with a bicep injury in that game against the Bunnies there. Didn't look good at all. Freddie Lussick for the Roosters there. Stocks, I think, are down to fifth or sixth ring, as uh, Trent Robertson said in the post-match presser there. He's got a bit of an arm issue, possibly a fracture. Uh, we'll see what that happens on what, where they land with that on Monday. Jack Kaziewski, he's he came off early with a bit of an ankle issue there. So hopefully a good, um, well, not good news for him, but good news for, I guess, Schuster owners. So hoping that he gets a bit more of a run 
in that second row spot where he's doing a pretty commendable job. And for the Eagles as well, Dylan Walker, hamstring injury, didn't last the game either. So they're in the wars. It's not great. But um, hopefully with Turbo coming back over the next couple of weeks, this week. A point to prove. This week. Is that this the, week? That's he's also getting a gun. He's he has been given the all clear by the doctors and he said he's pretty good and feeling good and trusting the body and whatnot. So should see his name in the TLT on uh two days' time. And in fullback spot, yeah, geez, it's not um, not ideal positioning for the poor boy. But um, who knows, maybe over Origin he might get a, a bit of a rest and, and we might be looking at him as an option to fill in for Teddy or Pappy or Latrell, whoever you've got in that spot there. But for now, anyway, it's be just good to see him back on the park. The Eagles really need him. Raiders, they've got a couple of concerns of their own. So Josh Hodgson, he uh, left the field early, I believe, with a hip injury there in Interested to see just how uh, how much of an impact that has for them. You've got Tom Starling there anyway that can fill in. And finally, in the, the game earlier today, Mitch Moses, he copped a bit of a bad knock to the, the leg at the end of that one. Interested to see as well what uh, happens there. He played out the 80 anyway. So it could just be uh, Mitch Moses being a bit of a cat. You know, he's got a bit of a rep to him in that regard there. But interested uh, anyway to see just where the Eels go because that was a bad loss for them. Really Ooh. surprising. Did not Horrible. see it coming. There were something like a dollar thirty favourites and threw in the towel. It was dragons absolutely on the up. HIAs they reared their ugly head as well this week. Joey Leilua, Wade Graham, Josh Dugan, Philip Sammy, and CNK all went down with head knocks. Didn't return. So um, probably the most relevant there. Wade Graham. There was a bit of talk about Teague Wilton this week as a second row cheapie. He's probably going to get a bit of extra time there if Wade Graham's out with well. It's not ideal to see guys like him and Cordner, who've got a little bit of history with head knocks in the game, going down like that. Wade Graham it looked not innocuous, but didn't seem like a huge tackle, got his head in the wrong place. But that could be, yeah, bad signs for him going forward. Did you see the tackle? No, I, I did. Um, just got his head in the wrong spot, as you said, and just... With the history he's had with it, I think they were more cautious than anything else. But he he was struggling to get back up. Um yeah, it was a pretty bad one for him, and um, mm. questions will have to be raised as they have been with anybody else. Philip Sammy, the interesting one for the Titans, they pushed for, uh, Tyron Peachy to center as well to cover him. He was very early on in that game. I think Sammy went off the field. So pushed Peachy to center there. It also pushed, I think, uh, Tino out to the edge. So that caused a bit of chaos for his score. He was very ordinary, um, almost flopper of the week for, for me there. But yeah, uh, Tino not good out on the edge there while Fafita was killing it. Well, that's exactly why is say uh, he, he got pushed out onto the right edge and then everything just went left. So it, it wasn't a case of Tino being bad because he had a bad game. They just the ball wasn't going that way at all. I suspect he'll be a very big rage trade candidate this week. hundred percent, Tino. Even if they're trying to flip him to Fafita, I think it's almost like a two hundred k gap. It seems like it's going to be so. how much to has. Well, yeah, even Haas, he was interesting. He had a you know, 70, decent I think. game there. But, yeah, he's he's probably going to lose some cash as well. So when do you pull the trigger? Um, Tino had a, almost 100 last week as well. It's just crazy, yeah. crazy old year. And for uh, Nico Klukstar, I, I haven't given that game name a try yet, but there you go. Uh, they pushed Rapana into fullback to cover for him. So Rapana had a pretty quiet night of it. So would have hoped for a little bit more from him, but not to be... 
And finally, suspensions. There's hardly any in here. Ben Marshke, the Roosters fan favourite. He's gone possibly for a week or two with a crusher tackle, uh, waiting on Sunday's games to come through there. But no one else cited, so everyone's been a reasonably good boy. A couple of fines here and there, but nothing super coach-wise. All right, Lakey, let's get into the game by game. Rabbits and the Broncos, it was a little tighter than many would have thought in that first half, but the Rabbitohs pulled away. Class proved the difference in the end. And obviously, Latrell Mitchell, it's a stacked fullback spot at the moment here. And Latrell had everyone who's on him crowing. Imagine if you had to trade it out, Teddy, for either Latrell or Pappy, if you didn't have either of them a couple of weeks ago. I think a couple of people did too. Teddy was a mm. trade out for Latrell a few times off of Pappenhausen. But, um, and we spoke about it on Tuesday, so you don't trade out a gun, but gee, it's come up. Wonders for him. <laughs> oh, it's one of those things like, you know, Teddy had uh, the Sharks this week who many expected would put them or be put to the sword a little bit more than they were, but Teddy was very, very quiet. Begs the question with um, him, and we'll get into him later, but just what is this going to, what impact will this have on him not having Kiri um, around him? But anyway, for the Rabbitohs, Latrell looks very much at home in that fullback spot there. No questions about his. Uh, fitness or anything like that he looks primed he looks ready to go he looks fired up so he's an origin uh contender a few uh, sides have him in their centers uh i think mark guy on triple m today said he's a he's a shoe in for the center spot so he will miss some games you'd imagine during the middle of the year but for now anyway the trail doing the job for you guys there the rabbitohs backline had a bit of love about it over the last couple of weeks they've got a pretty good run gagai graham and johnston uh, 80s for those guys campbell graham turned it around a little bit he's been very quiet did you have any thought about going for one of these guys a couple of weeks ago? I know AJ was one of the bigger trading targets. No, as say it's it's a very potent backline, but it just you don't know who's going to get the scores on a week to week basis. It's not like a nofo where he's the only option in the backline, so they're going to go to him as much as possible. Um, but the Rabbits are going to do this every now and then. They put thirty five points on the Broncos, so only six. So all those backline guys were crossing the stripe and and pumping their um, scores up. Hmm. Except Mansell. Mansell was, he still broke a few tackles and things like that, but for whatever reason, he was the odd one out this week. So anyone that's on Mansell would be a little bit disappointed. And I was even looking at him this week, trying to pick out a um, decent center wing, landed on Fergo, not great. But uh, Mansell, anyway, he was the odd one out there in that right, at that um, Rabbitohs back line. Speaking of quiet, Cam Murray and Damien Cook. So the Cook roller coaster just rolls on, 47 after a ton last week. He also got a rest very late in the game when. It was basically well and truly over. But Damien Cook, it's just, it's ton nothing, ton nothing. So I don't know. I, I can't really get a read on him. I would have thought this week, if any, it was a great time for him to bounce back. Um, and also Cam Murray, quiet with 56, a lot of time spent off the park as well. So it was a little bit like that last year. It, it's just hard to get a read on either of these guys. Yeah, they're, they're weird, aren't they? Um, I thought Cook might do a bit more with Walker not there because he seems to be just delegating to. Latrell and, and Cody for the most part. And that's why I sort of thought he wasn't going to be a great play at the start of the year and I avoided. Um, but then he came out last week when Cody was there and Cook killed it. And this week, Cody's not there and, and Cook was woeful. So as you said, mm. I can't pick it. I got no idea what's going on. He doesn't seem to be running the ball. He seems to be just shuffling it out to the big boys and then letting Latrell do whatever he wants. But if you got him this week, you might as well play him because he's going to ton up based on that uh, historical average there. Well, they're yeah, playing exactly. the top. Is there a chance? 
Yeah, there you go. TPJ and Haas for the Broncos, probably of the most interest. Uh, TPJ, very long stint on the sidelines there. So I think he played about 40 minutes all up, got about 42 points. He didn't get a lot going there. Tough luck for anyone that held on despite, um, I guess, Payne Haas coming back and, and virtually crueling his spot there because you've got Carrigan who's out in, uh, with suspension this week. You would have thought Pangai, named at lock, would have had a much bigger game. But clearly, for whatever reason, the coaches just don't like playing him. So a lot of time on the sidelines for him. Payne Haas, on the other hand, he got a fair Fairly big stint out there, and he was pretty good in that time, I thought. He looked very dangerous almost every time he took the ball up. Probably the only Broncos player that forward pack you'd actually feed. Uh, he looks like he's ready to burst. I think the thing with him is he's 660-odd case. So you've got plenty of cash to lose before you have to break your side to bring him in. But I think looking at him, as the season wears on, you're going to have to bring him in. Absolutely. And we know he's probably going to be playing for New South Wales, so he might miss a few games over there. But he's going to be one of the top scorers in the front row position from here till season's end. Um, 110 break even at the moment. So as you said, he's going to drop a fair bit of cash this week and he's probably going to carry another big break even into next week. So you can look at him in a couple of weeks' time. Jordan Rickey and Tessie New on the probably the reserves for a lot of super coaches there, having them in their sides, but they were a little quiet. Tessie New had, yeah, not not great for them. Ricky, he looked a little dangerous, looked a little better than poor Tessie New, who just seems to get smashed every time he has the ball. But uh, Jordan Ricky, anyway, he he might not be a play week to week in your seventeen, but at least he's making cash for now. Manly and the Warriors, what a shock result there. You were calling it during the week. How is Anton going to cope if the Warriors don't get up here? And he was already, he was he had the feelers out with the old bogey side and, and all that sort of thing. But I, I did not see this result coming, did you? No, I still didn't. I picked the Warriors um, and I had them in a multi. So it went down, but yeah. Um, Manly just looked a better team for the whole game. And it just was so weird to see because I've been getting pummeled week to week by, you know, 20, mm. 30 points. Um, and turned up against a Warriors side who have been right in the fight against some good teams. And, um, yeah, it's change of fortune. DC with another classic winning field goal. Good old Queensland boy. Yeah, bodes well for Origin. Anyway, he's had a couple of 80s and a few 20s and 30s, so it really hasn't been DCE's year, despite being um, pretty well looked at in the preseason, the Supercoach anyway. But for now, he's he's, rolling along. Manly, it might be a bit of a turning point. For them, their fans would hope with Turbo back, but geez, the Warriors weren't um, weren't looking good in this one. Uh, a couple of Supercoach relevant ones, I guess. Jason Saar, we mentioned, shocker of the week, 45 with the try, huge. Um, speaking of not being fantastic, though, the fuss, what is going on? <laughs> I am so glad I dumped him just before lockout in round one. Yep. It's been horrible to watch. He's got fry pan hands, mate. They're non-stick, Teflon. <laughs> it's not great. I just can't believe in all the games. I'm just going to bring his scores up here, but I don't think he's cracked 40 uh, or even gotten close. It's just unbelievable how in a Warrior side that's been, I guess, up and down, but still looking okay, that he could just get so few ball and just not do anything with no, it. But- that's right. So he scored a 20, a 25, 34, a 22, and now a 29. Oh, jeez. He was a great sell this week. And he came in at 250. He's losing cash. Mm. To be fair, I traded him out for Fusatua. Uh, sorry, I traded Fusatua traded out for Fergo. <laughs> and Fergo scored about, I don't know, 12 points more than him. So, there you go. That's how so to he's going. To put into perspective, over five games, he scored 130 points. And uh, Fafita just beat that this week. 
how good is the Fuss going? Surely there's a you got to get on him for any time try score for the rest of the year because he is due with a capital D. Uh, for the Warriors, the Cody Nicarima. Uh, not experiment there, but he's sort of leading the pack around at the moment. He's had a bit of an up and down year, rocks and diamonds. He's either tonning up or going in the 30s. That was the case here. 37 for him. Um, I did like the look of Jaden O'Sullivan, though. He coming over from the Broncos there, you got that combination with Nicarima. He dummied for a try. He looked pretty good. I think he's halfback only, so I don't think many have been sort of looking at him given the options we've got there. But in terms of the the side on uh, Friday night, it was definitely O'Sullivan that impressed. Yeah, exactly. And um, he sort of came in, as you said, from the Broncos. He was a reject from them. Um, and wasn't really spoken about at the start of the year as even being an option. I th- like Paul Turner was the next on many people's list to come into this side as in the halves if anything happened. But O'Sullivan's come in. He's dropped a 70 and a 44 in his first two games and had a 72 this week, um, carrying a negative 30 break even. So at 230K, he's, he's soaring up the price ranks. But um, as you said, halfback only. And, uh, you know, it's a Cleary Walker combo at the moment. So there's not really a lot of room for him. Speaking of cows who are sort of trapped into one position, the five-eighth role for Josh Schuster. He's been killing it, and you don't have him, which is unfortunate because it looks like he's going to make a stack of cash. Scored a try uh, this week as well. He was pretty good out there in a well in a winning side for Manly. Uh, it was a bit of a lucky try. It was a grubber that he uh, I can't remember who knocked on, but he yeah, sort of- bounced around and ended up in his hands. Because I'll say I was watching the game, and as someone who doesn't own him, um, laughing, I thought, yes. The train has stalled. This is brilliant. And then jagged that try at the end. I'm like, you prick. Save me because I've had uh, Cody Walker in the side and he obviously without playing this week, it was going to be a bit of a tough ask for Schuster. But thankfully, he stepped up to the mark and really delivered. In the end, 15-odd points less than what Cam Munster scored, who's obviously a much more highly fancied player. So hopefully, if you're like me, you just backed Schuster in and didn't uh, break your side to bring in a gun 5-8 or anything like that. Anything else for that game, mate? No. Panthers and the Raiders, it was, well, it was pretty well talked about um, high-intensity matchup coming into this week, and the Panthers just ran away with it. A lot of conjecture about whether they were too cocky, arrogant, whatever it is, but their fans have the right to uh, right to cheer. So good on them. They're, I think, that what are they, 5-0? and Now they're absolutely flying. So good for them getting the win here. No tons, though. It was a pretty quiet scoring game for Supercoach. A lot of highly fancy players, particularly in that Panthers side, but it was sort of share the love around. Charlie Staines, though, 85 points. And, geez, some of the center wings I played this week, Fergos, uh, who else? Jet. Yeah, Simonson out there, Jet. Nui. Um, it, yep, Nui, all these guys. And we just went away from Charlie Staines. I, I, oh, well, yeah. I thought against the Raiders, he's not going to put anything on. And... No. <sighs> Made me feel sick watching it. Uh, two tries, and he's finally getting ball. And it's Stephen Crichton at fullback as well, um, yeah. feeding him a lot of quality uh, efforts there. So, yeah, for whatever reason, he's just been very quietly building in this Panther side, was yeah, getting tens to start the year. Now he's just sort of firming in. Maybe it's a confidence thing. The team's confident going down his edge. Whatever it is, he put two tries on the Raiders here, 85 in the yeah, end. So, so he, he scored 85 and two tries on the Raiders, plays the Broncos on Thursday night. He's going to be crack a triple ton. Yeah, you know it's super coach, mate, so he's going 20. Uh, Jerome Luai, though, won't be going 20. He's churning out just a fantastic year, 79 points for him. He's really still in the limelight from Nathan Cleary, but their scores just seem to level out. Uh, a lot of Cleary junk who got, what's it, 76 oh, that breakaway here. breakaway try. Yeah, intercept try, which yep. 
Yeah. Um, Luai's really been the star of the show, particularly when Cleary was out those uh, week or so. He was definitely leading that side around. Looks to have a world of confidence about him. Only issue with him for Supercoach is does he actually make that blue side? So um, a fair bit of talk about him and Cleary filling in as a combo there with Kiri gone, um, Cody Walker well, on the maybe on the outer. But, yeah, if it's a Jerome Luai, Nathan Cleary halves combo there, that could be great stuff for the Blues, not that we care about them. But, yeah, that would be the only negative mark I'd have on Jerome Luai to start the year because that would be a huge plus if he was in for that first bye week. Oh, yeah, that would be massive. Um, but, yeah, there's, just, there's a lot of that conjecture about the combination they have at club level and how well it's going and they can bring it across to that um, losing blue side. So, um <laughs> There is a concern there, but it's he's still a young fella. Um, mm. I don't know. I don't know what to make of it. And we got a couple months to go, do we? Exactly. Fair bit of water to go under the bridge. Another guy they talked about as well, Brian Toe. So I didn't re- even really factor him into some combinations for the Blues here, but he scored a 70 here and he's been going pretty well in Supercoach and for the NRL. Um, he's been talked about as filling in for Daniel Tupo at that wing spot, so he could be a, a red-hot go for the Blues side this year. He's just killing it. Um, 70 points here. Didn't get um, – did he score one try, I think it was? Um, but, yeah, other than that, he's just a hit-up beast. He's a base stat. Just, yeah, glut of those sort of um, tackles, even hit-ups. Like, it's just everything's going his way at the minute. So, Brian Toto, it crushes me to not have him in my side. Do you have him? No, I don't. Imagine having him over Charlie Staines, though. He's not. He didn't even score those. Good. <laughs> Charlie Staines, absolutely killing it. Um, JFH, he was a reasonable game. Good. Had a bit of a good uh, upgrade to his score uh, earlier this morning, 67. He's been doing okay for me. I've backed him in at front row there, hoping for a bit extra minutes. But for this game anyway, busts, offloads. Um, he was pretty handy out there. Some of the not-so-handy, mate, um, Simonson we talked about and Raps. Rapana playing at fullback there. He wasn't well-sighted for much of that game. Ryan James copped a bit of a bad knock despite um, playing at starting lock, so might have stung a few people. Did end up eking out a 40, which you'd absolutely take um, some of those days where they just go off the park and they got five points to their name or something. So, which Ryan happened James to him two weeks ago? Exactly right. So it's a yeah, just almost <laughs> yes. a case of Groundhog Day. But so he came back on after passing his HIA, but he he's just missed his break even. He's not going to lose too much cash, and that five score from two weeks ago now drops out. So you think his um, break even will fall through the floor again, and he should go back to making some cash. Hopefully, you can keep on. Um, uh, and keep that starting role going forward. Yeah, great to see for him. I, I just honestly thought he was there to make up numbers in a way in that 17 with the, the two Corys being suspended. But I th- yeah, the way he's played to start the year, it's been incredible. So, Ryan James, if you've still got him in your side, absolutely keep a hold of him because he looks like um, shoring up for some bigger minutes, hopefully injury-free uh, to kick on for the year. Um, Kurt Capewell, what did you make of him, mate? Another quiet game for him, 40 points. Yeah, not really cited too well. And I was looking forward to it because the one huge score he's had this year came from um, a game against the Storm, wasn't it, where um, yep, he won them the game at the try. back end of the game. So I just thought he's going to turn up against the good teams and put in a whole lot more. And when they play the the, the bad teams that they're blowing it out, um, which ended up being the case here, so maybe that's what it was. But, um, yeah, he just wasn't really involved too much. Anything else for this game, mate? Um, I think they're looking forward to getting Dylan Edwards back. Uh, 
say Stephen Crichton's oh, yeah. not not really doing it for them at the fullback. Obviously, still winning games, but um, and and Billy Kickow at thirty, I thought he'd yeah, be more involved. Standard, yeah, standard Kickow. Well, nearly t- well, it took CNK's head off and didn't get suspended or cited uh, yeah, even sin bin, yeah. I should say. Um, unbelievable, but um, yeah, who knows what this eighteenth man is really doing. Won't harp too much on this one, mate. You were there to see it live. Titans in the Knights, not a good day out for your boys. But as we said, Fafita, Rocker of the Week, 143, three tries, uh, all with line breaks. It was a pretty incredible game from him. Played a stack of minutes as well. He's looking absolutely, possibly second row by the year, uh, at least by far so far in 2021. Corey Thompson, though, speaking of uh, people that haven't had a lot of eyes on this guy. Corey Thompson has a low score of 59 this year, and it's just 2% owned. So there's some guys in the Supercoach caper. Will Kennedy's one of them um, that just go under the radar for whatever reason. Um, maybe it's the position they're in or whatever it might be. But Corey Thompson has been absolutely flying and tunned up here. What do you make of him? He's a gun player. He's always mm. been undervalued in my mind. Never really been a Supercoach option. But um, puts in a ton of work, and he's just so slippery. Can't bring him down, always making at least one person miss. Um, but I think what, what's helping a lot of these sort of fringe super coach guys is now the Titans have an actual team, an actual pack that's driving up yeah. the field and um, halves are clicking and, and put, putting in the work, Brimson at the back and whatnot. So it's, it's helping these outside guys who weren't doing a whole lot previously, but now they're able to get some attacking stats to go along. And um, Thompson, Thompson's reaping the benefits. It was kind of the same last year as well with the Titans. I think it's just that brand. So for Supercoach as well, they've been for so long just a dud sort of side there, even in the NRL. So it's now sort of turning our opinion about, around about them because they've got, as you said, a really good side and an attacking side as well. So a good spine combination there. So I feel like some of the guys here, like Corey Thompson, um, Tyron Peach even over the weekend, 101, he was fantastic for them. He was just busting tackles, um, line breaks, setting up tries, forced dropouts, every stat you want to tick for him brian kelly is one of your favorites as well he was back in the side this week as well i think he got a was it 60 73 about 73 so just these sort of guys that are going quite large obviously a big uh, blowout win for them but you know looking at them for the rest of the year and you sort of like what you're seeing from them so interested to see where these sort of titans guys play out if thompson is going to finish with two percent ownership i'd be very surprised but he's sort of at that awkward sort of price there same with brian kelly you got to he is, but let's say thompson's it. now playing outside of um fafita and kelly which are two gun players so they should just be feeding him balls he would be scoring tries just by playing outside those guys um so if they can keep this roll up and they're going to keep clicking as they you know develop a chemistry they came in a Obviously, Raw not playing together this side, but um, they're just getting better and better each week. Mm. Um, yeah, Thompson. Speaking of the, I was going to say, speaking of the Titans side, like three of the next four games: Manly, Broncos, and Tigers. So, yeah. we, you know, we're talking about Fafita being, you know, just almost a a must-have over that period there. But some of these outside backs, as you said, for Corey Thompson, like, geez, he's Thirty-five break even coming into this game, he's going to make a bit of cash and sort of float up towards that um, five hundred plus k mark. But him or, or Brian Kelly, if you had to make a call, uh, I'd still go Kelly. He's got the mm. track record um, a little bit more, um, a bit better of a base, a bit safer. I think if they do have a down game, but um, 
Yeah, I'm just looking at that run. You've just brought that to my attention. I'm really going to try and figure out how I can boot Jet now and get Brian yeah. Kelly. Love it, mate. That's uh, where you probably wanted to be at the start of the year before Kelly's untimely injury. For you boys, uh, Knights, not much to write home about for them. Ponga, obviously first game back for the year, eked out a 60-odd, had a flash of brilliance there with a try. But other than that, just getting steamrolled by Fafita. Um, anyway, for him, good to see some juice in the legs. He'll move on from that. Braley, Barnett, Watson, they're the, the big three for Knights in Supercoach. So they did commendably, I would say, 50-plus for each of them. Braley with a try assist got a 70. So they keep on keeping on. Obviously, the big one there, Barnett, I'd say, would be a, a, a guy that people might be looking to move on. Is that a, a wise decision, do you reckon, with goal kicking now back with Ponga and Barnett sort of not um, not flying the way he was at the start of, start of the year? What do you reckon about people trading him out this week? If you're trading out Barnett, you've got a gun team because there's I've got far bigger issues to be worrying about. I can live with him scoring a 55 to 60 each week for the time being, um, and that's without – any sort of attacking stats, they would just, as you said, get steamrolled all afternoon, um, watching from behind the posts as Fogarty kicked all, all day. Mm. So it's it was a really bad game for the Knights. Ponga coming back looks like he's probably going to open up a little bit more for Barnett down that left edge too. So they, he'll draw a lot of attention and, and hit some short balls or, or whatever else. So, um, I'm looking forward to seeing the Knights put in a better performance in the next week or so and seeing how that combination works out. Is there anything else you want to say about that game, mate? <laughs> no. I want my money back. <laughs> At least you had a good day out in the sun, mate. Storm of the Dogs. Uh, speaking of good day out, Ryan Pappenhausen, 141, and a lot of people like yourself ended up looping uh, the likes of Fafita over him. And Pappenhausen came out. It was a bit of a late run, it must be said. He was on 70, I think, at halftime. Finished, well, it was looking like a very quiet night out. You, I think he messaged me and said, this guy's not going to crack the ton. And then 10 minutes later, he was on 141. Yeah, so it just happens with him. Um, I'm just looking at the stats now. It's got him on 113. Ooh, have they done a little downgrade? Have they done a downgrade? I don't know whether my um, app or whatever has has shit the bed or whatnot, but yeah. You could be right. I'm seeing it as well. 113. So, as and that's what I thought. Those last try or whatever, I thought, oh, man, they've given him some some junk stats there. But yeah, he's got downgraded to 113. There you go. That line-breaking try that he wasn't entitled to. There you go. Well, he's got a try, yep. I don't know what they've taken off him. Maybe a line break assist or something. But as we go to air, that's that's uh, controversial. There controversial. You go. That's taken me from. So I've gone and looped Fafita, as you said. I've taken the the big C off Pappenhausen and gone. I'll oh, keep with Fafita. I think he's going to upgrade a little bit. And then Pappenhausen came out and uh, equaled it. So really kicked me in the teeth. But that's making me feel a little mm. bit better on a Sunday night. <laughs> I'm just looking at the scores, so it looks like just him. So I marked down some of the other players' scores. So Harry Grant, 66, good to see him back as well. Uh, Kristen Welsh, a just straight ton, 100 points for him with a line break assist from an offload late and also a try for him. Kapusi, 108, he did pretty well there. But, yeah, looking around, it looks like just Pappenhausen that's had some phantom scores taken off of him. So anyone that maybe did loop, you're not so unhappy anymore. Hopefully someone else, your AE wasn't a terrible nightmare. 
I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. I think you had uh, was it uh, Bailey Simonson? Uh, no, 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 no. I, I just before the Raiders game, I traded Simonson to Ryan James, so I ended up with Ryan James forty-one for my um, AE. So oh. happy enough with that. <laughs> he scored much better than most of my center wing. Love it. Um, Topine, Topini, Topine. I don't know how to say this one. Jackson, 23 points. I think Wenon brought him in this week. He's a, He deputized a dummy half. Coming off the bench there, he scored about 23 points. So, quiet game from him. It's only his second week as well. So, interesting trade by the Wenon. But anyway, he'll hopefully get a, a decent cash rise there. And Cam Munster, as we said at the start, he was reasonably well contained, but still got 74 points with a try assist or so. Yeah, uh, so two he try kicked, kicked across field at one stage and the ball landed on the point just and bounced up into Fox's hands who took it away to score. Um, so, that was more arsey try assist, I suppose, but those guys mm. can, can land that football on a, on a dime. Really, so, like it but, did for the Cowboys, mate. Like it did for the Storm the other day. It just happens with the good teams. Sometimes uh, it's just class. I'm sorry. What? Um, and it, I love the bomb that you've just dropped in our Young Legends chat with all the other contributors in there. Daily Telly guys, Pappy downgrades. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> there was a few crowing <laughs> about the, the loop's not the best option, and I just wanted to right. serve it. Anyway, wait till that error corrects itself, surely. Roosters and the Sharks, well, it was not looking good for Sam Walker players as I was as a new owner for him this week. He was 20, uh, courtesy of a try assist and a lot of missed tackles in that first half. But I think everything's been said about it over the, the last day or so, that 15 to 20 minute period where he just came to life. Um, those incredible balls, both sides of the field, which is the, the big thing as well. He's sort of just roaming, which as an 18, 19-year-old, he's just belying that uh, that teenage years of his. So good to see for, for Walker. He's just, yeah, was ragdolled at the start of the game. But then oh, he's a back. tiny little thing. He looks like a, my yeah. kid. But um, what I really liked about him, the game was in the balance and the Roosters were trying whatever they could to get back into the game and he was demanding the ball. He wanted it in his hands and he mm. was going to make things happen. So he hit that huge cutout to Tupo on the left, um, absolute pinpoint ball, which he was hugging the, the sideline. Um, so he ha- had to be right on the on the money. Um, then threw a dummy and went under for a try himself and then served Morris his second of the game. The kid just showed Every bit of composure throughout the afternoon and um, a lot of mm. Roosters fans owe him a, a big debt of gratitude. 
And not on a, it wasn't in a riot. It wasn't anything like that or junk time points. It was dead set championship minute stuff. So they needed to come back from someone. And we'd normally think Teddy, uh, who was very quiet in this game. We'd normally think he's the sort of guy that would spark it. Um, maybe Crichton, someone like that. But no, it was an 18 year old. Incredible. Bemos, you did mention him before. He strolled over for a couple of tries here. Four tons in five games. So it is unbelievable how good this guy is going. 13% owned. So he started the year probably, I think he was second, if not the highest priced center wing in the game. And now all of a sudden, like he's just uh, on another level. He's and gone up 100K. The, yeah, he's gone huge. up 100K from his already 630 starting price. Um, and I t- spoke about him in the mega guide. I wrote about the roosters. So I was talking about Morris and I said, you know, this guy has never averaged over 60 before and suddenly averaged about a 75 or something last year. Um, he- he's going to regress. He's going to be the regression candidate for the start of the year. Yep. hundred and what? 108 point average across the first five games. Jesus. Calm <laughs> down, un- old man. <laughs> It is absolutely incredible, isn't it? Thirteen percent, and everyone would have been in the same boat. Look at his hairline; like he's it, just he's not just meant to be out there. Completely grey at this stage, and uh, he looks like he should be in a, like with a walker, you know, not the one that was feeding him tries. But, but yeah, Jesus, <laughs> he had a break even at ninety nine, yeah, exactly. so he's going up again. It's incredible, isn't it? But anyone who got on Brett Morris, you're absolutely cheering. Well done to you. And finally, Teague Wilton for this game here. He, as we said at the start, looked like a pretty good cheapy coming in. Uh, I believe it was his third game, break even of negative 31. And with Graham being out, Wade Graham possibly being out long term with some concussion, could see some extra games in the starting spot. So good to see if any uh, Wilton cheapy buyers there. Anyone else from this game here for you, mate? Uh, obviously, we said Teddy wasn't fantastic. He... Yeah, it didn't really spark anything to life in the second half when they needed him. But I think long-term, he's, he's definitely an absolute buy, so it's just a, a couple of bad weeks for him. Anyone else, it. though? Teddy had a really, really bad night. He was re- rarely had the ball in hands and didn't do much, and he still scored a 57, so he's still getting himself mm. involved. Um, Tupanua crashed and burned once again. He only had a 29. So, you know, anybody who didn't dump him after his HIA game last week is <laughs> kicking themselves at... Um, no, other than that, I'm just – what are they going to do now with – they lost their fifth and sixth string hooker um, for this mm. week. Uh, well, Victor Radley, I guess. Radley could play in there, I suppose, and then shuffle the forward pack a little bit. But, yeah, it's going to be very interesting. Sunday's game's here, mate. Uh, yeah, well, we've said everything we need to say about Tigers and the Cowboys, that Herculean effort by the boys there. Tigers very quiet, except for Jake Little, who you unfortunately traded out. I'm, oh, not I traded out. I should say him. I just a, sat a him on NPR. NPR. And that's, yeah. oh, we spoke about it last week too. Didn't I say to you I was going to trade him out and then he put on a big game and now he's playing the Cowboys, blah, 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 blah. I'm so mad at you for, <laughs> <laughs> for confirming my thoughts. How dare you? <laughs> A little's killing me too because I traded him out. I, I think it was for Schuster a couple of weeks ago. Like obviously making cash and all that sort of thing. But geez, Little has been killing it. So he's seventy six points here. I think he's coming fresh off what was it seventy three last week. So it was that thirty nine that down week against your your boys there in sixty odd minutes. Outside of that, he's just continued 
um, to score or, or set up tries, whatever it might be. So Jake Little, he's, he's continuing to churn out cash for anyone that's still got him. So good on you if you do, but otherwise, uh, hopefully you played him if you're not um, like Lakey and listening to a Cowboys fan's advice before one of these games here. A um, couple of other guys for the Tigers, FU Joe O, 89 points. I traded you out a couple of weeks ago. Got named in the starting second row spot and then scored an absolute junk time try to boost himself up there. One yeah, how good. Yeah. Uh, Luma, 69, Lel, with a try. So I don't know what's going on here. We're talking about Brett Morris being by or centering by the year, but a guy like Nofaluma, we expected a lot more of, particularly in these sort of games. What's going on with him? Jet. Is it Jet? Is it just the Jet? Yeah, he's that's just ruining, jet. Not only Supercoach, he's just ruining Nofaluma. 59, 33, 80, 46, and now 69, Lel. So... He's still not cracked a ton. Uh, he's got Rabbitohs, Manly, St. George, Titans, Knights over the next five weeks. So decent opposition there. You know, I guess Manly is going to be the big target game for him there. But, yeah, just not showing a lot, I would say, from Nova. Not doing his normal runs. Not no, getting a lot he's of not. Um, but, he, but as those scores you just read out, they're not awful scores. I'd be taking those and asking no. the wink every day. But he's very expensive, um, just bringing up his break even. So he's dropped 100K from the start of the year. He's 500 and. 80 at the moment and had an 81 break even. So, going to drop a little bit more cash. Um, I'd be looking at him in the next couple of weeks once he starts to level out that price a little bit more. Um, oh, absolutely, yeah. You say he's going to play, he plays round 13, which is a big buy round. So, yeah, I'm, I've got him firmly on my targets for the next couple of weeks, probably looking at that round seven manly game. Couple other guys of interest in this game. Dane Laurie scored a try in the first half, fifty-two. Otoka Manu uh, still churning out cash. He got a forty-three. James Roberts flop of the week, twelve points. Less said about that, the better. For the Cowboys, not a lot of super coach love in that side. It's a very much a just rag thrown together, um, ragtag team of misfits. What a historical premiership story this will be in twenty twenty-one. But uh, you've got. Val Holmes doing okay, 58 points. He's still uh, setting some good things up there. But Ben Condon had a bit of talk about him post-game. So he's a second-row forward cheap. He played one game for about 10 minutes last year. But scored a try this week. He got a 58. He looks It looks like first grade will take a little bit while for his body to get used to. But for now, I've really liked what I've seen from him in the lower grades. Has a good offload, good offload, uh, good tackle bust ability. And obviously, we saw that there with the try. So Ben Condon, a guy to keep an eye on. I don't think he's a buy at all, but... Um, just good to see for the Cowboys anyway, the young brigade. Anything else for this game, mate? No, I don't think so. Finish that one for you. And finally, Dragons and the Eels. Uh, how are we going in the final game of the week? It's a bit of a surprise result, 26 to 12. Eels were never seemingly in this one. Matt Dufty, 110 points. He's very much looming as a buyer for that. A crucial bo- uh, origin period there. So you'll have Teddy and Pappy possibly out the trail as well. So you'll need to fill in fullback in that pretty vital scoring spot. So Matt Dufty and Dylan Edwards were a couple of guys I've got my eye on. Matt Dufty, though, he's killed it here. Do you really – do you rate him as a genuine super coach option in the absence <clears throat> of when he's When he's on, Dufty is up there with some of the best in the game. But the, his mm. downfall is his inconsistency. He can float in and out of it. And whether that's just the team he's in or his own mindset, I don't know. Um, but he's playing good footy at the moment. Scored, <clears throat> and when I say scored a double, he got gifted a penalty try. Um, rightly so, I might add. He got taken out of the ball, and I thought he was going to get there. But, um, yeah, he's played the five games now with 70, 41, 76, 54, and today's tons. So, 
he is one of the better options, um, but that you just can't at the moment with the options we do have. But coming into buy rounds, definitely one to watch. And one of those guys as well, you'd bring him in for that bye week and then you can also just carry him for a week or so while you're trying to sort of squeeze those other guys back in. So I think he's definitely a serviceable option. Speaking of serviceable options, 107 points from Isaiah Papali. So filling in for Ryan Madison, who still looks, yeah, it's a bit of a, a tough watch. He continually is named in that second row spot, but gets pulled out closer to the game day. So we've seen it before. It's it's not good science for him. It really begs the question whether he's still an option at this stage of the of his career even um, in terms of super coach for this year. So he's yeah, it'd be a tough ask to bring him into your side. But for now, anyway, Papali he's still just doing fantastic stuff there. Um, had a break even of 70 leading into this game. He's already made 60 odd K in cash. He's Got an average of 68 or 67, I should say. So, been filling in very well there, but it's just so hard with Ryan Madison looming um, just to bring this guy in, which, which is a bit of a shame because as a second row, front row jewel, he's got he's ticking a lot of boxes. It's just he's that looming it. Madison <clears throat> He's killing it. And he mm. loves – he's got a nose for the line he's proven over the last couple of weeks. And, um, even scored a 64 against the Broncos in round one when he was coming off the bench, so he can still get it done. Mm. It looks like the move – to the mainland from our cousins over there, which is, mm. um, it's benefited him greatly. Other guy that uh, did pretty well in this game, we'll go through the Dragons list. Not many of Supercoach relevance, but Zach Lomax. I thought he was very handy in the uh, time I saw him out there, putting a lot of good defensive efforts on. Obviously, the goal-kicking radar is great for him. So, Zach Lomax, um, 63, not setting the world on fire, but definitely looking a shout for origin. For the uh, for the Eels, geez, not a good of... Not a lot of good scores in here. Nathan Brown, uh, next top scorer for them with 68. I think Wenon's got him, so good on your, good on your champion. But then for the other guys, Reed Marnie didn't play 80 minutes, got a 60. Uh, Dylan Brown, your boy, 58, set up a try or should have actually set up a try should've. late yeah, in the game, they, but they called it back. Yeah, for my honor, took a, a, a nice dive, which drew the ref's attention and they called it back for an obstruction play. A um, bit dodgy in my book. I thought they should have had that. But then he set up another line break or something to finish the game to get himself up mm. to 60. Very, very junky from Blake Ferguson. 41 points. I think he was he had a line break assist very late in the game. Um, offload, a couple of tackle busts there to push him to 41. I definitely needed that. A uh, few extra points there from him. Other than that, really, Mitch Bryce Moses Cartwright. is another you have, pretty you haven't spoken bad about week Bryce Cartwright. Sorry. He scored a You can speak about him, though. Go he ahead. He scored a 48. And he's getting back to doing Bryce Cartwright things. He came in and he, he put in a horrible grubber that got cleaned up by the center. It didn't nice. even make it out to Ferguson. And then he threw a dummy on six tackle and got tackled over the sideline, just like he was doing with the Titans. He's back, baby. <laughs> I love seeing it. The, actual, the, the only thing I saw of him in this game was getting bundled over the sideline when it looked <laughs> like a promising play was on. Absolutely, and that's what he was doing on a week-to-week basis up on the coast. And oh, mate, he's good to see him back in the in the footy field. <laughs> Forty-eight points, though. Jeez, I, I don't know. I take that from some of my side. Anyway, nonetheless, mate, that's been a very interesting round five. What's your main take of it? What are you doing next week uh, or this week? I should say. What, what trade out targets? Your trade out targets, Roberts. Um, yeah, I don't. I don't know like who it. else is in my team at the moment, but Roberts is the one. 
Other than that, um, I'm going to try and shore up my center wings a little bit more. I'm pretty good across the park, I feel, but um, the center wings need some work. They're all cheapies there and letting me down. But um, Love it. Yeah, not much. I get Walker back as a, a freebie. Absolutely love that. We needed him this week against the Broncos. What could have been, but nonetheless, my boy Josh Schuster did okay in his absence there. But good to see Cody Walker, hopefully on the team sheets this Tuesday. Thanks, Lakey. I've really appreciated having a mate here to chat through the Cowboys' mighty uh, first win of their premiership campaign. So I'm sure it won't be the last for at least another, well, three months or so. And we'll be back here again. But appreciated having this, uh, my mate, on the pod with me. It's been a, a while. I know it's been a couple of days since we've chatted and a couple of hours since we've actually spoken at all. So it's good to get on here. There you go. Who knows what uh, what Tuesday will bring, but hopefully it brings a Ryan Pappenhausen error correction because I don't like that. <laughs> I don't like that downgrade at all. But nonetheless, uh, we will move on. Been a decent week. Lakey, I'll chat to you on Tuesday for Teamless Tuesday. Other than that, have a great rest of your Sunday and catch you then. Sounds good. Serves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.